Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I'm Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm always so glad to have you here, and um, I'd love to hear where you're joining from. And for those of you listening to the replay, I'd love to hear from you as well. We see all the comments that come in. So whether you're in the mind body community in Facebook or you're in YouTube, I'm not going to be broadcasting in uh, Instagram today because um, I just want to drop in a little deeper for this topic. And I, I realized that that would be a beneficial thing for me to do this. Um, today's topic isn't really for everyone. I was feeling into this today and um, you know, after about 10 minutes, if you know you're not resonating with this, you'll you'll know, and that's okay. But for those who this is for, it is a really, really important kind of like essential piece to really get in order to not go into fear and chaos as you begin to awaken and start to notice things. Maybe you didn't notice before and start to see things. Um, in a new way, um, you know, this is going to save you a lot of major like trauma drama in your life and allow you to accelerate that awakening um, much more smoothly because this is one of the, I think, the hardest things that comes up and can be like a massive obstacle. And that is um, when we begin to awaken and see what's really true when we see the truth, we see like, whoa, there's a lot of things I thought were true that actually aren't. There's a lot of things I was told are true that were a big fat lie. And sometimes it's really perplexing, like, wait a minute, why was I lied to? And we go into a fight or we realize the darkness, you know, what's actually happening and how like bad it actually is. And we go into fear, like the dark forces there's a lot of bad stuff happening. There's a lot of dark forces and there's this huge manipulation and then we can go into fear. Um, and so I want to treat this um, really tenderly because that can be, it's not like it's wrong. Like, whoa, your, your mind will tell you it's right. Oh my God, there's really bad stuff happening. I should be afraid. I should be angry. I should fight against this. And um, it actually is going to keep you stuck and it's actually going to drag your frequency down and drag you down into a lower frequency um, as you're on your journey, as opposed to continuing to wake up and you're empowered and you have the power to make a massive, massive difference in the world, even when these things seem really, really big. So um, thank you guys for being here, Sue. I've felt so connected and grounded since your workshop. No fear if you're connected to source. Yes, that is awesome for everybody who attended the workshop a couple of uh, weekends ago. It was amazing. We will be doing more of these in the future. So stay tuned in at drkimd.com so you'll receive um, more information about that. Uh, hello to Silky Heart, Shia. Hello, Jane. Anne from Florida, someone in Facebook from Texas. Tina from Indonesia. How awesome. Louisa from Montreal. Sue is from Victoria, BC. 
Heidi also in Colorado. JP, awesome to have you guys here. Thank you. Um, so one of the things what we're really talking about are like, as we're seeing so many things open up in the world, um, let's just start with the medical field, right? A lot of things are getting revealed that most people weren't aware of before. Like the fact that the same conglomerates that own the pharmaceutical companies are also running the medical industry, like the medical education, the medical training, all of the hospitals, the insurances. And these are the same organizations that are also in charge of the media and the information that's shared on the mainstream. mainstream. And whoa, this is a head scratcher. They're the same companies creating food with the very toxins um, in them that are creating all of these medical problems. So, you know, I used to think when I first found out about this, um, as far as the food industry, my daughter was about a year old and I started um, really exploring, you know, what I was starting to learn about the colorants and the artificials in the food and how these were cancer, causing cancer and causing neurotoxic diseases like brain diseases, behavioral problems in kids. And I was like, let me get this information for myself. And it was like jaw to the floor of what was being put into specifically children's food and uh, how it, there's so much research to show this was neurotoxic and carcinogenic and creating major problems. So I was like, wait a minute. So when I looked into that, began to start to see all of this stuff then of like who's in charge of these systems and what the legislature was that was allowing them to do these things, even though some of these have been... Um, outlawed in other countries, you're not allowed to put those things, those substances in foods, and they don't, and you know, they've enforced it. Whereas in America, um, a lot of even in the last uh, few years, there's been lots of legislature to take these toxic substances out of the food, but they haven't complied. So, you know, now we've got the internet, you can see things, you can learn things, you can get information and you start teaching yourself, you could go into a lot of fear, right? Like, screw them, they shouldn't do this, we should do it that way. And you actually decrease your frequency. You get into a powerlessness when you're in that um, anger and in that fear state. There's a lot of different ways to approach this. I'm not saying you don't take action. I'm just saying doing it that way is often very limited. So that's one example of um, what maybe you're becoming aware of, right? And so it can make you really mad. It can make you really feel powerless. Uh, and it can also have you have a lot of fear, especially when you learn kind of like you go uh, you know, down that rabbit hole and you realize like, what's really happening behind this? Why would they want to make people sick? Why would they want to limit people's um, brain function? Why would they want to, you know, put fluoride in the water, which we've known calcifies the pineal gland. And that's going to inhibit higher perception, higher intuition, actually connection with our own wisdom and the divine self, right? So that third eye or seeing uh, that pineal has rods and cones, which are little receptors, same as we have in our regular eyes, rods and cones for light and color so we can perceive and see the world. Well, the pineal, you know, your third eye has the same thing. And well, we put fluoride in the water if we know it calcifies the pineal and inhibits that function. So you're kind of like, hmm, head scratcher. Once you get down that rabbit hole, you start learning more and more and more, and you're just shocked, like, <gasps> what's really going on. Um, many of the things that have come out in the past few years in the medical industry where you realize like, wait a minute, doctors aren't free 
to use their own judgment and treating their patients. You mean they're forced to do this or not do that. They're not allowed to do this. They can take away their licensure if they say X, Y, Z, or if they do X, Y, Z. So this is one of the reasons I stepped out of that system years back is because if we're not able to share truths that we find, you know, that's a limitation I'm not willing to oblige by. So in order to say um, certain diseases can be cured, I have to actually be out of that contract. If I'm in a contract in that system, I'm sort of inadvertently signing on the line in an agreement that I will oblige by the regulations of that um, organization, those industries. And the more you learn what's really behind them, of course, you realize like, no way, I'm not doing that. And so some of the things you might see in the medical industry um, hinting toward this are like when doctors will say, no, nothing can be done. The only thing we can do is maybe a, a procedure or a medication and those could be toxic and it could kill your child. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Parents often will get curious and explore beyond that. Like, I'm not taking that for an answer. Let me go find out for myself. And I've seen this with parents because sometimes even if it's our own health issues, we might just believe that and end there. But almost always when it's a parent and their child is dealing with something serious, they won't take no for an answer. They won't settle for the answers being given in the conventional system. And then they'll go look elsewhere. And there are cases after case, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands now where kids are cured by means that the parents have found where they've explored other op opportunities or quote alternatives where, you know, the system is made to be like, this is the standard and anything else is alternative. It's too fringy. We don't know if it works which is actually not true. There is solid grounded science to show many of these alternatives that there's a different reason why they haven't been integrated into the mainstream, um, you know, medical establishment. And so when parents will often like, I'm going to look under every stone, they'll take a very different approach than what many doctors take. Um, but for myself as a physician, I wasn't willing to sort of just end there. It was like, no, I want to do the best I can for myself and for my patients to know that I know that I know from my firsthand experience versus what the industry is teaching me and what the industry is educating me about or what the industry is telling me is true. So I think that's one of the really essential pieces as a physician is we've got to get curious and find out from ourselves for ourselves as opposed to be in that hierarchy where the authority is going to tell me how to practice medicine or what's true and what's not true. So that's the first like layer that's got to peel away as you begin to go through this journey is you let go of what the authority says as necessarily always being the truth or as being the only truth. And you begin to start to explore for yourself. So that's sort of the first premise is, um, should we be allowed to explore for ourselves and make our own decisions and come to our own conclusions? And that's one thing certainly in the system that we're really, really seeing now is like, no, 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 no. The patriarchal system is going to make the decision for you. It's going to, hey, don't worry. We've done all the research for you. We got you covered. You don't need to look behind that curtain. We've already found out. And so they're very um, dissuading, dissuasive of, uh, you know, curious exploration, independent exploration, or communities coming together to share information uncensored. 
And, um, you know, you keep going down that rabbit hole of like, well, why? Who's behind this? What's going on? And it can become very, very dark. And I shouldn't say that. I should say it becomes very, very dark. It becomes very, very dark and very, very um, can be very scary. And what I wanted to share in this broadcast is you don't need to let that darkness put you into fear. And you don't need to let that darkness mean you have a demon to fight. So how do we begin to let in this truth and the awareness of like, wait a minute. Yeah, I thought there's some bad stuff going on, but I never imagined it was this sinister or this dark. Um, and be proactive without, you know, going into the powerless fight like of a victim way and you're going to fight against the demon. One of the most essential things that I've found is to realize that everything is a reflection of something emerging in me. And when we see the outer, it will almost always be the blow up caricature of that thing that's ready to be seen in me, of that thing that's ready to come out, that thing that's ready to come to light. And so the, the second piece you've got to remember is that what you're seeing, you're seeing because it's coming into the light. It's not new. This stuff's always been going on since forever. And I'm studying a lot of the history of our financial system and our history of our government and the history of laws that wasn't like put in regular history books. And you realize, oh my God, this has been going on forever. We're now seeing it because there's like social media and more independent media where you see like, oh, I don't want to get into too many specifics, but you see something like happen in the world and then all this political restraint and restriction. You can't do this and you can't do that, but it's for your own good because there's terrorists out there. So you can't, you know, <laughs> you can't do certain freedoms that used to be like, you know, take your water and carry it on an airplane and it's no big deal. And now it's like, you can't do all these things. Um, what, who's behind that? And is it actually true? Is it really serving our highest um, to be in this illusion of war? You know, the war against terrorism, the war against drugs, the war against cancer, the war against this. Every time a war is declared, it allows the governing body to function in a war emergency state and the laws that govern the war emergency state and what they can do and how quickly they can do it are very different than the war, the laws that govern peacetime. And in peacetime, you know, there's more freedom. We could think for ourselves, but in wartime, you know, that the government's going to come and, you know, mandate X, Y, Z and do this and that and sort of get away with it. So the more we buy into the idea that we're at war, uh, the more we comply with all of this and the more it keeps getting fabricated. I don't want to digress. What I'm seeing, though, is, you know, you see these things happen and now you see this what's happened in the last few years and you start thinking, wait a minute, are we actually free? Or are we just under the illusion that we're free? Because all of a sudden, like so many freedoms are taken away and, um, it, you know, now it's evident where before it wasn't. It's like, well, as long as you're complying, you have the illusion that you're free. But once you don't comply, you realize like, there's a lot of restriction. When you look back 
over like even very far away history, you realize this has always, always been going on. It's just that it's not exactly in the history books and we didn't have social media to document that you can go back and see all of these things, but it is available and this is not new. So if what's happening, what I'm seeing is what's coming to light and it's a, something that lives within my system. And I'm not saying my as an individual small self. I'm saying, you know, as the collective consciousness of humanity. Okay. We've had these ideas. Um, I shouldn't, I should listen to everyone else and do what they tell me. I can't trust myself. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's dangerous. The world is not safe. Like there's a lot of belief systems we've bought into. We won't see them until life brings them up to be seen. It's reflected in our experience. Otherwise, we're just kind of like unconsciously harboring all these belief systems and energies unaware. Okay. So when we see things, it's because it's coming to light. So sometimes what we're seeing is so dark. It's hard not to go into fear and not to go into fight. And if we choose compassion for what we're noticing, compassion for where I feel powerless over it, compassion for where I'm so scared when I realize what's really going on, I'll have a different approach, a different relationship with what I'm seeing. And it's kind of like in the cartoon uh, you know, you'll have like the good guy and the bad guy and you have the bad guy like masquerading, you know, Aladdin was a great movie. They redid it in Disney several years back. And, uh, the advisor to the Sultan, who's like the ruler is, you know, bad, evil demon, bad guy, but he's hiding, he's in disguise and he looks like, you know, perfectly harmless, helpful advisor. And through the movie, you see, he's got like a dark side. He's not such a happy, pappy, kind person, but it's not like they could really call it out to the level of firing him or call it out to the level where the Sultan could see, no, 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 no. This man who's my advisor I, in, you know, the first conclusion is hard to change. I already know him and trust him and he's been with me for years. So he couldn't see it. And it's not until it gets more overt that they actually have any power to like overthrow the guy. But do you know what happens when like the good guy first realizes the bad guy is bad? The bad guy goes from like pretending to be Mr. Nice Guy to like ah, being overtly, you know, mean, cruel, harmful, and threatening. And so he'll, he'll threaten Aladdin, you know, we'll kill you, we'll throw you in the dungeon, we'll do this to you, we'll do that to you. Um, you know, don't you dare mess with me. So that's like the second stage. You can see it for what it is, but now the, you know, the good guy's scared. Oh no, you're really an evil demon, right? So you're in fear. And then it was shown really well in that movie too. The, the quote unquote good guy, right? Um, the hero, let's say, regains his power, like has a recalibration to realize, wait a minute, you don't rule over me. I have my own power. And then there'll be a different approach. And that's when there's like, you know, you're out of here. There's actual power to overthrow that uh, ruler. And 
you know, this isn't political, a political conversation, but I'm going to use a political um, example. And I've used it before because it was so powerful for me. But years back, my husband is, is from Puerto Rico. And years back, we saw the overthrowing of the governor. Now, there was corruption in the Puerto Rican government for like ever. And it was known but it wasn't like, oh, I have the piece of paper with the evidence, you're out of here, known. It was this powerless state where the people were being taken advantage of, but like no one could do anything about it. And the consciousness of that uh, island, you know, shifted and shifted and shifted and it took time until it was at a pivotal point where now like emails were revealed, um, Facebook threads were revealed, um, backdoor conversations and transcripts were revealed, like they had the hard evidence in the right hands and they used it to overthrow the governor. And the first thing that happened was the governor's like, well, screw that. I'm not leaving. No way. I'm not doing anything. And, you know, that original feeling could be like, oh, powerlessness or fight or anger. Um, but they eventually came back around and had the power to take action and get that guy out of office. And it was a huge success. And people were like, you know, overjoyed, but they had to cultivate the personal power first. And that's how they cultivated the collective power first. So if that culture remained in the powerless victim energy, they wouldn't have the, the hardcore information. It just wouldn't come to light or they'd have it, but they wouldn't, it wouldn't work, wouldn't do anything. And so it's that next step of, I know my power, even though I don't see evidence of it, I don't feel like it, or I maybe I'm scared. I don't even believe it. We've got to cultivate something within us individually and collectively. And so this is this, <laughs> the same thing that's happening now. And it's not a political issue, guys. Politics will always reflect the collective, the consciousness of the collective. And so if we think oh, we just need to overthrow that bad guy. We just need to get him out of office. Um, it's not a, it's not, it's not a, it's not an approach that's going to be fruitful. We have to first enter our own power. And that means releasing fear. So when we see the darkness, we see the thing we don't like, and we go into fear and we go into anger, you want to move beyond that. You want to move beyond that into your power. How is this happening for me? If this were showing me something, I was ready to see within me, what might that be? Do I sometimes get isolate and only think of myself and see myself as limited? And so some little part of me tries to get what I need instead of being in communion, unity, consciousness, and collaboration with others, being open and receptive right? Sometimes we go into fear and we unconsciously do things that aren't really serving us and aren't really serving others. Can I forgive myself? Because if I can't, I'm not going to be able to hear this message. I'm not going to be able to hear this. If I can't see that maybe there's this tiny little nugget, maybe it's a 1% and what I'm seeing is the caricature blow up example of what that looks like, right? Outside is always going to be the caricature blow up of it. But is there a tiny little one cell in my body that doesn't know I am pure love? That doesn't know I am infinitely sourced. And so that one little micro unit 
would be in fear, would be in fight, would take that anger and maybe do something destructive. But it's like, I think I'm right. So that's kind of the third thing. Can I see, can I let life be a reflection of where I'm ready to awaken? Am I ready to live in my power and in unity consciousness? Or am I going to still keep living in separation, fighting the bad guy? Oh, good. I'm glad this is resonating. Where have I let the gray suit come in and charm into protecting me? Where is it? I'm being truly guided. So what this will require, it has to, right, is that we begin to connect with internal guidance, inner guidance from source, right? Not from, I read a bunch of books or I'm channeling such and such entity, like just go directly to source. I have a direct, direct connection with universal source consciousness, or you could call it God, or you could call it spirit, or you could call it divinity. The important thing is that you actually connect with that which is beyond all that's been created, all that's known. That's where truth is. Everything else is created. And so what if all of this uh, awareness of darkness, deceit, lies, manipulation, abuse, cruelty, destruction, is just pointing me to let go of everything I think about everything so that I can begin to live from truth alone, right? You have questions every day. Should I do this? Should I do that? Where do I go? What do I do? And where are you looking, right? Are you looking to the quote authority? And now we're seeing like, well, who's behind that authority? <laughs> Or will you look to truth? Will you look to divinity? We go to that connection. And it's not that that connection won't send you a guide or a healer or a doctor or a leader or a whoever. And the message can come through that, sure. But it will be a very different message. And you'll know it's the message for you because it aligns with what you already know somewhere in you. And so what if all of this darkness is just coming up to show us that the pathway of outsourcing our power and living in authoritarian hierarchy is not the right path? What if it had to come up so bad and so loud and so dark and so destructive for us to finally release that structure, right? Because a lot of people have been very addicted to doing it that way. I mean, I have people I'm close to in my some areas of my life who are very married to that path. And if there's any suggestion of a particular doctor that maybe isn't 100% sure of himself, it's like, <gasps> no, don't you say that. You know, it's like, this is a blasphemy because of course that doctor knows what he's talking about. He's only doing what's best for society. We're going to do everything he says, and we're going to comply and be a good girl and be a good boy. And we're going to do the right thing. And so in that mind of the uh, hierarchy, patriarchy, please tell me what to do because I can't think for myself. That is the quote unquote right thing. I mean, you know, that's, that's the belief. 
um, in truth, does it create more prosperity? Does it create more health and abundance? Of course not. So always look at what gets created when I do it this way. Don't try to make yourself pop out of that path. Like, okay, I just shouldn't listen to my doctor anymore. That is not what I'm saying. Just get curious about what gets created when I do it this way. Am I willing to be more conscious? And that doesn't mean like, I think for myself, let me figure it out. I know all the answers. It means I connect within to the wisdom that created me and let it show me, let it show me the truth. A lot of companies do business in PR for a write-off. So little things like that, you know, years back I was in this, um, it was a group for doctors and wellness practitioners. And we um, had a session where this was such a hard, but a really awakening moment for me. Um, one of the VPs from Yahoo came to speak to us in this group. And these were very, very prominent leaders in health and wellness. People I had respected for years and thought, I want to be like them. If, if we meet, if I get in the room with these people, we can shift the whole gig. We can help awaken the world. We can do some serious change. And what I realized when I actually got in the room with these people is it was more just like a marketing fest that some of the things I shared, no one could even hear. It just didn't even make sense in their reality. And so um, this um, executive, this VP from Yahoo was talking to us about marketing, communicating, sharing your message. And what was said was, um, you know, people aren't really interested anymore in hearing like the celebrity say you should buy this supplement. It's more about their best friend tags them and says, oh my gosh, I used this. It was amazing. You should buy this supplement. And, you know, it's not about your credentials and you wrote such and such book. It's more about your relatability that they know, like, and trust you and you're authentic. And one person raised their hand and said, well, you know, so everyone was talking about like communicating in a different way, right? Marketing in a different way. And so one guy said, well, my products are like for baby boomers and anti-aging. And so like, you know, cause they were talking about the millennials, these new mindset, this is how they think, and this is how they do it. And this is what they're looking for. And he said, well, we're, we're marketing to baby boomers. Should, should I just kind of use what I've been doing over here and like maybe for this new group, do it this way. And I was like, oh my God, this is a shift in consciousness, not a freaking marketing strategy. And so I shared like, this isn't about the age group people are in. This is about a shift in consciousness. And yes, these younger people who are in the millennial group are born into that. So, you know, they're, they're looking for authenticity because they're connected and they're listening and they, they can see you and they can see that the facade isn't real, but that isn't supposed to be a marketing strategy. It's supposed to be an invitation to be authentic. <laughs> and it like blew my mind that, that, that wasn't evident. And so I shared what I shared, which was, this is evidence 
of the collective shift in consciousness that we are emerging into truth. We can see truth. We can smell truth. We want the truth. And my friend Jeff came up to me after and he said, Kim, what you said was so profound and so on point. And I don't think there's a single person besides me in that room that had any idea what you were talking about. And for a split second, I felt like kind of like the wind out of my sails, but I immediately realized, so that means I'm in the wrong room. I'm going to go in a different room. I'm going to go and collaborate and connect with those who are actually interested in, and not that these people weren't interested in global change, but are, are actually capable of functioning now in authenticity and understand that authenticity is our freedom not a pathway to then get freedom. So anyway, that was a huge, like I was so fired up. I never, ever, ever went to any of those groups again. I never bought into the delusion I was seeing of like all oh, these prominent, amazing doctors and all these amazing leaders. And like, yeah, these are the people. It was like, I could that, I never again bought into that BS delusion. Just couldn't be fooled, I guess, you know, it was like, and, and it took years to sort of shake that off to then um, begin to have compassion and also see, does that live somewhere in all of us where we get lost and we operate from separation and lack? Yes. So can I have compassion for that? And for those beings that showed up for me as the blow up caricature of it so that I could see that we all can have our weaknesses and make my choice about where I want to grow, who I want to grow more and more into. So um, the point I'm making here is with this collective shift in consciousness, many things will come to the light. And in this year, 2023, that they will be very, very big things that may be very difficult for a lot of people to see. And that's why there'll be a huge part of the collective that won't see it. They won't, they will, you know, um, let me just explain this for a minute because a lot of people are asking about this too. Um, do, 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 what is it called? Um, <laughs> when we pretend something's not true, denial. <laughs> denial is a very powerful thing and it changes the way the brain functions. So if there's something we don't want to see, right? Like, no, 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 Don't tell me these powers I'm trusting. The whole world I've learned how it works is not true. No, 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 no. I can't even pretend to start to go there because the whole foundation of reality I'm standing on that seems so solid and it's got me and it's protecting me would absolutely fall apart. If I were to begin, you know, you just pull one little string from the quilt and the whole thing comes apart. It's, it's not safe to do that for a lot of, people because they don't know how to handle that, right? Right. I, I, how do I even get a new foundation? Everything I've built is on this old foundation. So I've got to hold that together at all costs. So they subconsciously are doing that. And what will happen in the brain though, is um, it literally is, is blinders. So what's happening over here. That's so evident to you. How can everyone not see this uh, will literally be um, uh, not existent in their reality, right? Because your perception is your reality. So we think we're all in one reality, but when you have that perception of, I, I can't let this in, right? I can't comprehend that. 
your brain literally shuts out that information. It doesn't matter. I, I've seen people in the ER. This one woman had a goiter this big. It was a grapefruit sized goiter. And she came into the ER and I was like, whoa, let's figure out what's going on. And she said, oh, I'm, I said, what are you here for? And she said, I, I injured my ankle. I think I have an ankle injury. I was like, injured your, are we going to, are we even going to go there? And I tried to ask questions to, you know, get her to communicate about this. And she didn't even know what I was talking about. Just, oh yeah, maybe, yeah, I'll notice a little swelling sometimes, but no, it's nothing. So, because it was so scary, the brain blocked it out. I've seen the same thing with very severe forms of cancer, like a mass protruding out from the body. And because it was slow growing over time and the body blocked it out, it literally wouldn't see that piece of information. It was like, what? When I first learned it, I was like, wait a minute. And I'd have other doctors explain it to me and did more study and research on it and realize, oh my gosh, this is like unbelievable, but it's true. So have compassion for those who will not be ready to see what's going on and, and have compassion for yourself because you may go through those three stages of, you know, the powerlessness, the fear, anger, you know, all of those things um, while you begin to see some of the things that we collectively have been buying into and we collectively have been in a way supporting. Okay. So I'm not saying you're directly feeding those uh, destructive things that are, you know, with child trafficking and a, a lot of the other, you know, chemical compounds that are extracted from traumatized children on purpose, you would never consciously contribute to that. But what I began to see when I learned about this years back was that every time we deny the whole self in favor of protecting the small self, like, well, I could do that, but mm, you know, it won't be safe. Let me just stick in my regular job. Oh, let me, I could do that. But then I might, you know, maybe I won't make money and let me, you know, I see a lot of the people I work with afraid to make a change because they are afraid they won't make money. Every time we do that, we're sort of inadvertently feeding the dragon or, um, oh, let me do this. So I look better, or let me do this. So uh, you know, out of protective personality or out of defending ourselves, anything we're doing out of the small self is sort of inadvertently feeding the dragon. So we're either starving the dragon or feeding the dragon. And you would never, ever, ever, ever do that consciously, right? Just like many major unnamed people in the world bought into fame and fortune and were in some way supporting that structure. They wouldn't do it knowingly, but then once you get roped in, it gets harder and harder and harder. And so is there a place in me? You always have to go back to this where you can find compassion for like, well, maybe I've sort of sold out and did this when I knew I should have done that. And I didn't listen to the higher self, right? Every time we do that, we're feeding those old structures. And so it, it's going to be in the micro, micro, micro. So don't judge it when you see the caricature blow up of it. And you're like, no way. I would never do that because it's going to keep you from seeing what you're ready to see. And for you, it could be this tiny little micro, micro shift of being a more compassionate person, being a person of greater in integrity and authenticity, right? No wrongness there. 
we're all growing. We're all becoming more aligned with truth. Um, but if we're making what we see wrong and we're judging it and we're fearing it, we're not assisting the global awakening into the light. So I hope this was helpful. Um, and I'm just going to look through the comments to see. Fear is so strong. Feelings trigger always in me when I think of my autoimmune disease. Yeah. So that's another part of it is like everything I've been taught to think about my health, all the ways I've been taught to think about my body, even when I've been taught to define a disease as a thing that's taking over my body. And so I have to fight against it. What if I let go of everything I think about everything so I can begin to see what's actually happening here? Because the whole way our society has been taught to think about our body was from those systems. So what if I erase the chalkboard of everything I learned and I look at, well, what is actually happening in my body? There is a circumstance, there's an arrangement, there's a state. And that state is a reflection of my consciousness. If I can be more tender and compassionate with myself and just physically soften my body, I could let in a lot more awareness because that immediately changes the way my brain functions. So I be, can begin to see, perceive truths that didn't lie within the construct of that system. What I was taught was true. And, and it might be scary at first to like get curious and consider, but let exhale that, exhale the fear. And you can start to realize, oh my gosh, it's not that there's this thing attacking my body. There's a way of being I've been in that is supporting a pathogen. There's a way of being I've been that is wearing me out and having my adrenals overrun. There's a way of being I've been bought into that this disease is reflecting for me, not because I'm being punished, but so that I might make a new choice. Who am I being? Am I being of light? Am I being of love? Am I open to other points of view and other perspectives? Or am I in closure, hard, scared? One of my community members wrote in, um, they were in their 70s and participating in this work and seeing like major, major changes. And they said, um, one of the things we see with people around us is they become hard. It's like everyone's turning into a stone. <laughs> and I thought that is such a good, because they were saying the way you say to keep softening the body. Yeah, we're noticing everyone around us is turning to stone. And that's such a good way to see it. Like everyone's getting old and crusty and they think that's the only way to go, but it's really the way of holding the body, the way of relating to the body and the way of being that creates tension, closure, and hardness as opposed to relating with the body, with the now, with the feelings and sensations from openness. And that's what lets the energy move through. So that's my invitation for you as you begin to awaken and maybe see some things that really are not what you thought was going on. But let you continue to awaken instead of clamping down into fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I feel like the one on trial for not believing Salem all over again. There's a lot of sadness and grief coming up to be released. Good. You will in your body, let that exhale out and you can process it for millions of people in the collective. We're connected. Okay. 
last night I had a thought about letting go about my belief about God and the universe. Can I allow that to become more true? Yes. So let go of everything you believe about God, about the universe, because a lot of the stuff we believe is belief systems, BS. You don't need to connect with divinity through belief systems or through channels, other channels, right? You are that channel. You are connected. Thanks for these reminders. The last few days have suddenly deep, dark, heavy energies that's put me into such fear and panic. T today's topic is helping. Thank you. Beliefs are just stories only the heart can see truly. Yes. Joe, does that mean when lack shows up in the bank, does that come up to show what needs to be released? Um, it can come up to show you, and it's more about what happens for you. Like, uh, what does it bring up for you? So you have like, oh, there's nothing in my account. And you're like, ah! do you go into alarm? Do you go into fear? That's going to show you where you've been living as if you're a victim to your circumstances. Do you go into like anger? Oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me again. You know, what, what comes up for you? Uh, that is more so going to give you the information than necessarily just the circumstance. Cause you could have that circumstance and 10 different people will have a different experience of what it does to them. So be receptive and listen. Oh, what are the thoughts and feelings that come up when I see this? Do I feel powerless? Do I feel angry? Do I feel afraid? That's what's ready to release. And you literally can let your body physically soften. And as you breathe, those energies can move out. <laughs> Hell yeah, Dr. Kim. OMG, let's go. <laughs> is it okay to trust yourself and follow your intuition without proof? So this is a great question because sometimes when we say trust yourself, there's lots of aspects of the small self that will be like, yeah, I don't need anybody anyway. And I'm going to do it on my own and I'm better than that. And it's actually the ego or the protective personality. And when I've shared to trust the self, it's the self with a capital S, the part of you that's connected with divinity, the higher self, you're actually trusting the wisdom that comes through you. And that will always be a very different message. So instead of like, should I eat this piece of pie? You know, want to ask questions like, what will serve me the most? What's the highest, richest lunch that will serve my greatest prosperity? And you might have that message come in of like, all of a sudden that turkey sandwich just lights up and jumps off the shelf. <laughs> and so it, it'll be a lighter communication when we're listening to the small self and the judgment, it might be like, Oh no, don't eat that Turkey because um, there's such and such in it. And Oh, there's cruelty to animals or, Oh, there's gluten in that bread or, Oh, that'd be, that'd be harmful. It'll be filled with fear messages instead of yes messages. So yeah, maybe gluten is not the highest and best thing for you today. And so like, It'd be a different thing that will light up for you, but you'll be following your inspiration. You'll be following the yes. In fact, in the Mind Body Toolkit, I'll put a plug for my book here. We're coming out with a second book soon, um, but this was the first one. There's a tool in here, say yes to your yeses. And so how do I actually tune into what's actually a yes from truth, from inspiration versus just the mind making me on a treadmill? Oh, do this. Oh, now you should do that. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Oh, make sure you do that. That is not the highest self. Um, so it's important to learn to listen from that highest space. And for those of you who were in the workshop last weekend, there was an audio I shared for that that was really helpful. 
Um, but you know, all of the work I'm sharing is for the purpose of you being connected with your highest. So um, you can just use that intention from my highest truth beyond all known and unknown. What's true for me now? What's the best choice for me now? Sounds like my last three years family can't understand my point of view. I feel like I'm speaking a different language. I finally come to peace that I see things differently. Hooray. That's where so many of us are going is from that incredulous kind of like I need to help them see frustration to, oh my gosh, it's okay for everyone to have their journey. It's okay for everyone to have their journey and their choice conscious or unconscious that they're making. So that's where you ultimately want to arrive is I can be at peace with even the people I really, really love doing it a different way, having a different outcome. They're going to learn and grow from that. We're not just here for one life. They are going to learn and grow and it's okay for them to have their journey of learning and growth, even though it's not the learning and growth journey I'd want to have. Okay. But they do get to choose. So when you free everyone to make their own choice, they're going to feel that. They're going to feel your peace with them. And it actually can really, really open someone to begin to let in what you're saying. So nobody wants to listen to one more person who's, oh, you have to do this. No, 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 it's the wrong way. You got to realize just alarming them. That's not what anybody needs. Like young people individuate from their parents. We're invited to individuate from the status quo authorities to define good for ourselves and choose to live from there. Yes, exactly. Some people aren't as authentic as you, Dr. Kim. We, we're all, and there's some people way more like enlightened masters who, who've been fully awakened. It's always a continuum kind of. And, and, and it's always an aspiration, like to aspire to be more whole, to aspire to live more and more from truth and less from small self. That's a great intention that all of us can make. It's like highest intention right now for me. <laughs> JP's like trying to sell authenticity. Yeah, sure, that's gonna work, Yeah, right? Ultimately, it will bring us on the journey to see tactics and strategies are not authentic period end. <laughs> Anytime I'm doing something to get XYZ to happen is a tactic. In fact, I'm gonna share for any of you who are interested in developing uh, a business, sharing higher truths, higher messages, living your, um, your true message in your work, um, instead of like the 3D business tactic, because, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm not making any money in my healing business or my coaching business. And part of it is because the tactics that make those kinds of businesses work obviously can't hold the space and the container for an authentic business. So what is the space and container? How do I create that? What are the structures? And I created a program called Awaken Your Business because this is what I learned. This is like exactly what I learned. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wish I could tell my 20 years ago self so many things, but that's okay. Um, I'll share this with others who are on that same path. But what I saw was, you know, people, they'd be like, oh, I had to quit because my autoimmune disease came back. I have to just let go of my business. And it's because they were doing the tactics and trying to 
do all these marketing things and yeah, like using this as a manipulation and, and they know their business doesn't reside in that frequency, but how do I create business structures and exchanges of you're going to, we're going to use money and have exchange and we're going to have business structures. Yes. We're just going to do it in a different frequency. And so the awaken your business program, um, brings you through creating that. Uh, and it's called, it's at drkimd.com forward slash A-Y-B. And that could be one of the greatest investments you ever make. Read the page, feel it out if that speaks to you. But it, it's like, how do I connect from my heart so people know, yep, that's the work I want to do. Let's do this. How do I create programs and packages that allow me to give more without depleting me that I have to do one on one on one on one on one over and over and over versus doing something more leveraged, doing something more fluid where I receive more and they receive more. And so going through those processes is just such a powerful way to begin to create your business in a beautiful, authentic way that feeds you as much as it gives to others. So just that example alone, um, you know, those things are emerging. People are beginning to wake up. Anita was like, I was just going to ask did any, if anyone understood you. I was shocked because I just thought like, that's where they're all functioning from. That's why they're awesome leaders. And I didn't realize like, no, I, I'm in a room of my own. And yes, Sue Gentry said, we are in the right room. Amen. And my husband was really the one that said, Kim, you need to go create your own room. And I knew he was 100% right. And it was a little scary because I thought, um, how do I do that? Uh, and that's another thing in the awaken your business process. You don't need to ask from the mind. <laughs> you can ask from the heart, from the intelligence, and you can let that come in and show you. Uh, until you can hear with new ears, it all sounds like gibberish. Yep, exactly. Thank you. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I mean, that's such a buzzword right now because it's like, who even knew what that was before? Um, when I encounter others that can't relate to me, I simply send them love. It's such a serene way to resolve difficult feelings within myself. Yep, me too. Mm -hmm. Oh, what platforms am I on for this live? We use StreamYard and it will broadcast to Facebook and it will broadcast to YouTube. And um, it doesn't broadcast to Instagram right now anyway. So sometimes I also put my phone into Instagram, but I didn't do that today. All right, I love you guys. I will be here every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time from Mind Body TV. Um, I'm so grateful we have this connection. I love, love, love this community. I really love our community here. And friends I've had on for interviews, Kyle and Aaron and Mario, of course, too, um, have all commented, I love your community. Your community is amazing. Um, so I'm even more in appreciation of this community and the openness. And you know what? It's a reflection of what I have stepped into. Because back then, you know, all the marketing tactics make you think that you're on your own. You know, unless someone once said to me, unless you're everywhere, you're nowhere. Like I was supposed to be all over social media and it was this dance. Ah! But it was so depleting. And so I finally let that go and, and just doubled down on what I know, you know. And so um, here we are just connecting you know, and that's what has allowed this powerful, amazing, conscious, loving, committed, open community to show up here 
is, is that invitation that I chose to listen to the guidance, you know, and let that show me a new way. We have the shadow. It doesn't mean we come from the darkness. It's okay to look at it. Amen, Dr. Kim. Yes, that's a great way to see it. I love that you said it like that. We have the shadow. It doesn't mean we come from the darkness. It's okay to look at it. So be okay to look at the shadow. It is, it is sometimes so much darker than we ever imagined. And um, that's just going to take you deeper into your own prosperity, into your own awakening. I'm going to share what spiritual midwife Jess Browning said, going through the Awaken Your Business was one of the best investments ever. Thank you for sharing that. There's a lot of other testimonials on the page too. If you guys, someone's resonating with it, um, you know, check out the page so you can feel it out a little bit more. All right. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here every week. Um, we have some exciting things coming up soon. We'll be talking about through February. Happy February. The um, Tapping World Summit is starting again in a few weeks. And I'm speaking again as part of that. It's one of my favorite, favorite events of the year because EFT tapping has been so powerful in my life, in my medical practice for everyone I've shared it with. So we'll be sharing the invitation for that to learn. It's a free summit that you could also buy for your library. So we'll share that, I think, starting next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. And, um, we will have an amazing program for women coming up in March, end of March called a live woman. Uh, so we'll be talking more about that to do some live calls and a workshop, um, with my husband, Mario Torres Leon, which those of you who were in the recent live, um, weekend event, Everyone really loved him, got so much out of working with him. So he's going to be showing up again soon to do some work with this community. So that will be, um, <laughs> yes, Valentine's Day with Mario. We will be on next week. I'm going to have him on with me. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. He's amazing. He's such a gift to me. Um, I just can't imagine where I would be without this person in my life. So uh, I'll bring him on. Yes. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Um, I'll see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.